Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tim Gaither Podcast, episode 43. My guest today is going to be uh, Hank Hankison. Hank was a World War II veteran, and uh, he's 92 years old and uh, still still uh, doing really well. And I met him at an airport a few months ago, and uh, actually about a year ago. And uh, we've been friends ever since, and we talk, you know, every now and again, probably once a month. And... Uh, very interesting guy, and I'm, I'm looking forward to having him on here. So uh, without further ado, here we go. Hi, Hank. How you doing, buddy? I'm here, buddy. I've got another day in. Yeah, yeah, you do. About uh, ready for that uh, sandwich. You about ready for lunch? Huh? You about ready for lunch? Is that what you said? No, my early time sandwich. Oh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, I was just telling uh, I was just telling my listeners about what an interesting guy you were and how you still uh, you still ride your bike. What was the uh, what What was it you did recently where you had your son riding with you? Well, uh, they had a down bikers convention, and you may have heard of it. It's all over, and he wanted me to come down and ride with him. So we went down there, I think we had 1,458 bikes, and he rode bitch with me. <laughs> we rode 150 miles that day. Wow, that's awesome, dude. So hey, that was with the, the old man being 92 and him being 68. He's a Vietnam veteran, of course, I was World War II, so they had quite a time out of the old man and the son that day. Yeah, I bet. Is he? Is it a sidecar that he rode in? No, no. He just rode bitch on the bike. Oh, just back seat. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he I was. I didn't feel his leg. I don't, you know. What'd you I, say? I don't feel much with hairy legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your son was with you uh, the day that I that day that I met you at the airport, right? He was the guy pushing you. Oh, that I'm wasn't. I'm trying to think who was there with me that day. You mentioned that the other day, but that wasn't my son. Oh, okay. Uh, that was, was that when we was coming back from the honor flight, baby. I believe so. Uh, I just saw you in the airport, and and like I told you the other day, I was like, you know, I just, I just felt something came over me, like something, like literally, I was like, I have to go talk to that guy, you know, like how many how many World War II veterans are are actually left and. And not only left, but can, are still with it as much as you are. I mean, I got that picture. You sent me that picture the other day, and I showed it to my wife. And I just, we, we both just cannot believe. You don't have a wrinkle on your face, Hank. How, how do you get to 92 and not have a damn wrinkle? <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, it's my, maybe that's what I drink, you suppose? I don't know. That whiskey might be doing something for you. Yeah, if, if you quit now, it'd probably kill you. <laughs> That's right. My body's going in shock with it. <laughs> I think that the guy that was with me, if I'm not mistaken, 
was uh, Mike Bennett. Uh, he just passed away last week. Oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, he, he'd been a pretty good buddy for about 44 years. And he went with me on that honor flight. And I just kind of think that's, uh, I think that's the one that was with me that day. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was your son, but. My, uh, my son is supposed to go on the honor flight sometime this spring or summer sometime. I, he told me last week. And, and, uh, and what is the honor flight? The honor flight is uh, we fly out of Columbus. They fly out of different places, uh, but they put together a group and they support and and pay for your way into Arlington and and to uh, to take you all through the the whole thing at uh, Washington, you know. Okay. And you get to see the Vietnam Wall, World War Two, and. It's really a very, very impressive thing. It sort of restored my thinking of life again. Good. Well, that's great to hear. Well, I'll tell you what. It, there, there was, I think there was around 1,200 there at that airport about 9.30 when we flew back in that night. And we went, there was about 600 in each line, and I think I shook hands and hugged everyone in the one line. Yeah. They said, well, you shouldn't do this. You're holding up the line. I said, well, go around. If you don't like it, I shake them out here. Uh, the parents, the kids, and everybody, and I said, I'm not passing the one up. Yeah. Well, God bless you. That's awesome to but, hear. And so, yes, it was, it was real, uh, Real informing and and very much appreciated. Yeah, my uh, my mother in law got me a, a a coffee table book all about World War II for Christmas, and I read this stat the other day. It said that seventy million people died in World War II. Seventy oh, million. Yeah. God bless. And you know there was more Air Force people. Of course, it was Army Air Corps then. There was more Army Air Corps people died than, uh, than soldiers and Marines and any other uh, phase of uh, service. Wow. Did Were you born and raised in Ohio? I was born and raised in Logan, Ohio, which is Hawking County, about 100 miles south of Columbus. And how old were you when you, uh, when you went off to World War II? I was 18. 18. And did they have... I turned 18 in September, and in December I was in uh, Fort Thomas, Kentucky, already on a road. I had enlisted in reserve when I was 17. Okay, so you were enlisted. Did they have a draft back then? Yes, they had a draft. Okay. But uh, there was many, many of us that enlisted ahead of time. Yeah, I bet. Well, they, they, they call your generation the greatest generation for a reason. I mean, you guys, the, the things you did for this country, um, you know, I was telling you earlier when you are you were like, well, I don't want to get in any trouble. I was like, you you, you can't get in any trouble, Hank. <laughs> I, I've, I've probably been in and out of all of them there is to be. Yeah, I bet. Where did you spend most of the majority of the war? Well, uh, I... When I first went in, I went down to Miami Beach, Florida, and I started in to take my training down there. 
uh, they, the government took over a bunch of motels down there and they put us up in those. And, uh, of course, I, I think I hate sand with a passion and mosquitoes because I never would go back to Florida. Yeah. Because all we did was do our calisthenics and stuff in the sand and get in the ocean to get back out and do more. Yeah. And then I left, uh, I listed to go overseas and I thought I was going to go to Germany, but when I went by Hawaii, I knew I wasn't going there, so I wound up debarking at Orlando, New Guinea. Okay. Were you were you terrified during the war at, at any point? Oh, you gotta be if you gotta be scared once in a while, you know. If you're not, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. Is, is there any yeah, time? I had my share. Is there any on that? Is there anything in particular that stands out, like a a a day or a story you have of where you were the most uh, scared? Well, uh, later on, I I was trying to think of some of this stuff today, but we left uh, New Guinea and we went to Lady. And then we went to, uh, well, going into Lady, uh, we thought there was a C-47 overhead, but it happened to be one of the Japs C-47s, and they jumped out some par- paratroopers. And uh, so, uh, I don't know, we got through it somehow or other. Anyway, I told them, I said, I, I thought we were supposed to be uh, fly boys, not uh, being a... Uh, Marines or Army. Yeah. But anyway, we made it through. My, we left, uh, we left uh, Lady and we went bypass. Well, we, we stopped off at Min, Mindora. Then we went into uh, Luzon, the Philippines, and landed at uh, the Clark Army Airfield. Uh, Clarkfield Army Air Base, and there uh, wasn't much left there. We pretty well destroyed it. Yeah. There was three big hangars there, and wasn't much left of any one of them. Uh, then we went on, we bypassed uh, up to Okinawa, and I don't know, uh, got a little thrill there. Uh, we had one coming over bombing every night, and... Uh, but one night I I got tired of getting up, running out, getting in the foxhole. So I said, "Hell, I'm going to stay in bed." <laughs> well, that night it got a little bit too close. So then on I went back out into the foxhole. Yeah, you're like, I better get my ass back in that foxhole. <laughs> of course, we left there. See, Mister Truman, he put an end to it while I was there in the hospital in Okinawa. Okay, you were in the hospital when when all that happened. Yeah, and so my outfit had moved out and went on into Japan, and they left me there with myself, not knowing anybody, only the rest of the guys in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So they lost track of me. I didn't know where I was at and where I belonged or anything. So I just hopped the plane and went to Japan and called my buddies. And my outfit, they come to me. Well, that's awesome. 
do you still do you still talk to any of those guys? Are you, are they all any of them still alive? I I haven't heard the last one. I knew he's dead. I'm guessing probably they're all dead. To be honest with you. Yeah. I haven't heard from anybody for a long time. Well, again, that's that's why I just felt like I had to talk to you that day, and I, I'm I'm glad I did, and. You know, I feel like you're my buddy, and and it's 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 an honor to me to even be friends with you, and that you that that we talk, and and you know, it's it's just been cool to me. Um, well, it's it's a real honor for me to have somebody show the respect that you do, because there for a long time it got to the point where uh, it didn't seem like we uh, we had no respect, whatever. You know, it seemed like the generation gap. Left, uh, left a difference or somehow. Yeah. But uh, we, uh, I came home. They wanted me to reenlist and go back. And I said, no, when I get home, I'm staying home. That's what I did. Yeah. Almost went back. I stayed in reserves. I dropped out of the reserves in, in about three or four months. And Luckily, I did because my whole outfit went back to uh, Korea. Yeah. So, we just, after I got out of Camp Atterbury, Indiana, that's when I shuffled home, and that's where I stayed home. Yeah. And that's when you started your family, right? Now, I started a family, yes. Uh, I guess about... Uh, Two or three years, I got married. It didn't last only about a year. I guess we didn't agree about a lot of things. So that's my first boy came along. That's the one in 68. Okay. And uh, I stayed single in for seven years until I was 29. And I... I guess I made up for all that lost time in them seven years. <laughs> <laughs> so, then I remarried another little girl about right out of high school. She was 11 years younger than me. Okay. We lived together 50 years. Oh, wow. That's awesome. How many kids yeah. did you guys have? We had uh, three by her. Okay. So, that made me the total. Boys we or had, girls? Uh, I had two boys and two girls. What, what, uh, what were the different? What, what was harder to raise, a boy or a girl? Especially back then. Well, I think uh, I always said that I had a, a a buddy that we worked run together, and he had four boys. And his motto was, "You only had to worry about the one boy, but if you had a girl, you had to worry about all the boys." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have I have fears about having about having a daughter. I know I would love her to pieces, but my worry is all these other jackasses that I'd have to be worried about. Well, it, it all depends. You you can do the best you can do and raise them the best you can raise them, and and sometimes it works out good, and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I. Uh, I've had some problems, but uh, I've always outweighed them, and outgrew them, and still, still going along. Yeah, and I love them all. 
Yeah, I bet you do. I bet you're a hell of a dad. And grandpa, how many grandkids you got? I got 14 grandkids. Oh. No, wait a minute, I got 10 grandkids and 14 great-grandkids. Oh, wow, okay. Well, that's really cool, man. That's really cool that, that they get to, uh, they get first-hand knowledge of, of, you know, like I said, America's greatest generation and that, that you're still so, so with it and so, uh, you know, I hope we get to, I hope we get to hang out, um, next time I go to Vegas or, or something, or next time I come to Ohio or, or something. Well, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that, uh, whatever I, I'm going to, I'm going to put forth the effort to spend some time with you if it's a little possible at all. Yeah, I would certainly enjoy it and, uh, and love to, uh, I, I've never ridden a motorcycle before. Maybe you can teach me how to ride one. Well, if you get down home here, I'll let you ride, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I won't feel your leg either. I appreciate that, Hank. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, if, if nothing else works, uh, there's a possibility that I might be able to come to Vegas, but... Uh, It'd be nice if we could just have you down around my area, like oh. Columbus or Cincinnati or Huntington or someplace. That way I could pick you up and we could spend a little time at my house. Yeah, that'd be cool. I would enjoy that. Um, I think it's interesting, too, that you were a, you were a lifelong Democrat, right, until this the last election. Well, I avoid I've been a registered Democrat my whole life, my dad and my granddad, mm -hmm. but uh, I was going to switch to independent this year, last year, and they said I couldn't vote in the primaries if I switched to independent, so I said, well, I'll just stay for Democrat and vote for who, please. Yeah. But I really, uh, I really, uh, I just vote, I really vote for the person, Tim. Yeah. I never, I never would just vote because of politics. Yeah. Well, I wish more people thought that way, you know. Well, I think things would be in a lot better shape. Did you happen to, by chance, see Trump open up his uh, meeting today in uh, the bipartisan meeting? Uh, no, sir, I did not. Well, I'll tell you what. He did something today that hardly ever happens. And they had this bipartisan meeting trying to bring them together. And he opened it up to the press and news media for a half hour. And uh, with all, with their arguing and going on. And it really is helping. They're really, uh, they'll be showing it on the television all the time. So try to pick up some of it. Yeah. And uh, they... It just showed them all arguing and kind of going around about what to do this and do that. But he did. He, he proved his point. He's not unstable. Oh, he did. Yes, he did. Fox. I watched it on Fox News, and, and boy, they're all commending him on it. Even one of the Democrat strategists, he did. Said he did a fine job. Well, I know that you uh, personally have been, uh, you know, you hear a lot of a lot of people say negative things ab about 
about him, and uh, I, I find it interesting that you, uh, he's been really, uh, according according to what you've told me, he's been really good to uh, World War II veterans and respectful and all that, and he, he sent you a, a letter recently, right? Yes, I, uh, I, uh, I sent you that letter, mm-hmm. and he responded to me, and I thought it was real nice. Yeah. That he took, well, whether he took the time or somebody else, but it sure looks like his signature. So, however, anyway, I got a response. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's cool. And if you need that letter, I think I've still got it on my computer. I can send it to you. Uh, you sent me that, and you sent me those pictures, and and like I said, I just couldn't believe that was that was. Uh... Uh, you know, I, I can't believe how good you look. What do you What do you do to stay? Do you, besides drink whiskey? <laughs> well, I did. I worked for up uh, probably seventy five. I re- I've been retired now thirty be thirty eight years first of July. Okay. I worked for the company Ohio Standard Oil Company of Ohio thirty seven years, so I've been retired now as long. But I didn't quit working. I'm on the go and on the move about every day. Yeah. But uh, that, I think you have to move. You just don't go off and sit down. I'm always active. And if I'm shut up in the house, I walk myself to death from one end of the house to the other because I forget something. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as far as uh, I used to, I'd do push-ups and sit-ups and maintain a pretty good uh, routine, you know, but now I, I told him, I said, I quit all that. I'm not going to waste my time on anything that's not constructive to me. Yeah. So, I just, I'm very fortunate, and, and I, so my firm believer of why I'm here is because of good Lord. Yes, sir. God's taking good care of me. Yes, sir. Well, I'm glad he. I'm glad he has because uh, it's it's been great to to become friends with you and get to talk to you about all this stuff. And and uh, yeah, I think you're right about that. As far as people, you know, get a little older, and especially when they retire, they just they they start sitting around and they don't do anything. Even guys my age, I'm 42, so you got 50 years on me. And some of my friends are <laughs> some of my friends don't do anything anymore. And, I, and they're talking about getting getting old. I'm like, shit, you ain't old. You just don't do anything anymore <laughs> you know? kid, that's all they are yeah I mean, when you stop and think uh, somebody the other day was talking oh um, you know there's a person comes over and, and drinks with me regular and brings me something to eat once in a while 30 years old I'm three times their age mm-hmm. but when I was out in Vegas I, I made a mistake in dancing. I Rocky taught music, you know, for about trillion women, and I had to rent me a court the next day because my knees wouldn't bend. <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, your I like your answer machine message where you're like, "This old Hank, I'm out working right now." I'm like, "That's kick. <laughs> that, that's kick ass. He's out working right now." <laughs> well, we've got to spend some time together. Here. One way or the other, we're going to have to do it. Yeah. Well, uh... What's the the biggest city you're close to, L.A.? Yes, sir, I live pretty close to L.A. Um, 
my uh, my dog is freaking out. The mailman's out there, and she doesn't like that at all. Can you hear? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. She she loses about once a day when that mailman comes, and it's usually when I'm trying to record something. Oh, she hates him. <laughs> loses her mind. Uh, she is. Uh, her daddy was a big, beautiful golden lab, and her mom was half boxer and half pit bull. So she weighs about a hundred pounds, and uh, she's only seven years old right now. I don't know how long she's gonna live, but it's gonna be a very hard day for me when that dog does finally pass away. Cause I, we've had her since she was just a teeny tiny puppy, and uh, it, it's gonna be hard for me. I've really gotten attached to her, and a lot of days I'm I'm by myself all day long, except for that dog. You know, she's really my buddy, so. Yeah. I try not to focus on that too much, but every now and again I think about it and it, it kind of depresses me. Well, I'll tell you what, Tim, you've got, you've got to face uh, reality and that's a part of reality. Yes, sir. It sure you is. You just kind of prime yourself that one of these days that the puppy dog's got, going to be there it'll just be like one of your human. Yeah. Just like old Mike for 44 years, him and I run together, drank together and he called me every day on the telephone, and, and I had another one that every day at 8 o'clock, phone ring, and be quiet. And you just have to accept life for what it is. Yeah. yeah. That's all you can do. But I've That's been, all you can do, buddy. That is. I've been pretty fortunate to this point. I haven't, I haven't had a lot of people close to me pass away, but, I, you know, I know that's coming, so... But like you said, there's nothing you can do about it. Just enjoy them while they can, while you can, and while they're here, and and uh, you know have good memories. And and somebody told me that dogs dogs die so early because they got it figured out. You know they, <laughs> you know they. Well, I think uh, dogs' life is seven times their age. Yep. Yep. So he's probably about right at fifty years old. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. It's a good thing. I, I love dogs, and when she passes, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get another one. Pretty. I just never would have dogs and cats in the house. I had one cat I had to let kids have when we moved down here. She lived twenty years to aggravate me. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't have nothing to me. Only when they was all gone. When they was all gone, that old cat come jump in my lap, mess up my newspaper, but. I got to see her hear the car coming. She found my lap going. Yeah. How how uh, how often do you ride your bike? Do you do it? You try to get in every day, or? Well, I don't. Of course, the weather now it's been zero here. Oh man, it, I've never been. I've never experienced cold until I got to Ohio. That is some kind. It's re, it's crazy. Well, and we're supposed to have twelve inches of snow this coming weekend. Oh wow. We're going up to Huntington to the dog track and have our jester party, an annual meeting. And uh, I just emailed my the emissary and told him I'll see him Friday. That twelve inches of snow didn't hit. Yeah. But I rode my bike uh, every day that that it was well about eleven thirty or forty. And the sun was shining, or it wasn't raining. I, I won't ride the rain out anymore, but I don't miss very many days when I ride. Yeah. Yeah, I don't We're blame in the project right now, my, uh, 
my son got my uh, 2000 Harley Ultra. And so the other day he came down, he had me looking for a sidecar. So I found him a sidecar. Boy, it's a dandy. I'll, I'll send you a picture of that sidecar. Okay. We're going to put it on probably this next month when it warms up a little. What, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. car fits on the side of the motorcycle, you know? Yeah. Oh. This guy had this one, and he was going to get rid of it, told me he'd tell it to me, so I called uh, Gary, and he came down, I got he just bought it. Cool. So he's, he's having a hard time, he's starting to drive all over, he ain't drove for a long time, and He's going through getting his license and everything. He found out it was easier to just ride with somebody and let his wife drive. How, how often do you have to renew your license? Every three years. And when the last time you walked in there, did they look at you like you're crazy? Or? <laughs> well, no, they don't know me. Yeah. I went in, I, the guy that runs the license bureau, I went in, I saw him. I said, well, are you guys going to give him a license today? They said, well, we probably will. Why? I said, well, if you don't, I'm going to drive anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I just got him September, so I'm good for another three years. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty yeah. of that's the beauty of being a 92-year-old war veteran. I, I imagine people don't say no to you very often, and, and, and if they do, they shouldn't. Well... <laughs> You've got the good and the bad. Yeah. And, you know, some do and some don't. Yeah. But I find any more, they're showing a lot more respect here in the last year or two than they did prior to that. Well, good. I, I'm glad it to hear that. It like the generation is starting to come back and, and appreciate more. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. I, I know yes, it, it is. I know especially the Vietnam veterans really got a crap deal and, you know, those guys, I think that's part of the reason that soldiers are treated with more respect nowadays is because of of Vietnam and how bad those soldiers were treated. It seems like to me anyway that, that maybe that's kind of making up for some of that, hopefully. Well, that was terrible and of course, that's why Gary uh, was like he was, he he wouldn't go any place. He wouldn't have nothing to do with nobody. He just, I mean, he turned his back on everything. Yeah. But he, since we got back together and got into the bike business a little bit, he came, kind of came out of it. And then, of course, he's got a grandson now. I think that makes, makes quite a bit of difference, too. Yeah. But yeah. he's got orange, he's an orange. So he's 100% disability, but... But he's doing a lot better. I used to see him about once a year, but lucky. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, so his grandson is, has uh, given him a new appreciation for life, in a way? I would say that it seems to me it's made quite a bit of difference, yes. Good. Yeah. And I, I think he, they got his medication straightened around a little better, too, than and for people who don't know, what is Agent Orange? Well, that's a, that's a, disease, a disease, I guess. I don't know much about it, but it sure screwed up everybody. I've got a lot of friends that's been in services about it, and it affects them a lot, every, everybody a little bit different. 
Yeah. It's affected his legs and and his speech some. And, and uh, he 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 has to use a cane to walk. And and is I've that? I've got a buddy in I've got a buddy in service in Fountain, Arizona, and uh, he spent thirty three years in service and was a a veteran from that lifelong, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got Agent Orange, and it's in his feet and and legs. And is that mainly from the napalm they used, or? No, it's some kind of a, uh, stuff that they sprayed over there. Okay. As I understand it. Okay. And if you came in contact with it, then it, in time, you know, your body. Yeah, I hope all those people who uh, protested the soldiers and all that shit. I hope they all. Um, I hope they all feel differently now and realize that what they were doing was wrong, and that those guys were just doing what they were told. And uh, you know, it was just really shameful the the way that a lot of them were treated when they came back. Well, you know, and, and I remember it took me a bunch of years before I'd even. Being involved with the Japanese at all, I wouldn't have nothing to do with none of them. Yeah. Hated them with a passion. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that was the same way, of course. That goes back to our age, you know, back my age. Sure. And it, it all came because of the war camps, just like Hitler did over there in Germany. And, and the Japanese, you know, uh, all those war camps. Yeah. Death camps and all that. People never had no understanding or realize what went on over there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but we're here and we made it. Good Lord's looked after me this long, so I'm I'm not complaining about anything. I've tried to try to renew my lifestyle. Yeah. The older I get, the more I realize that uh, complaining. Uh, you you know at the end of at the end of all your complaining it's uh it, nothing's really changed you know it doesn't help anything it all it does is really rob you uh, you know of uh, of the best part of you you know no always laugh and smile and be happy yeah and be thankful regardless of what yeah that's that's a main thing I don't give a damn how much you or fight or bicker or raise hell uh, or frown and don't help you. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't think about that often enough that that's that what I do for a living is is helpful to people and all that, but I I, I try to more and more and, and I try to be thankful the older I get, especially the the more I try to be thankful for all that stuff and it does, you know, if you get up every morning and and, and kind of think about all the things that you are lucky to have instead of the things you don't, your day goes a lot better that way. Oh my goodness, it sure does. Yeah. And it's like I said to you about uh, somebody who was complaining about our weather here, zero weather and cold and snowy, you know, and then all of a sudden over east they're around Boston, New Jersey and New York and they're ice and water and snow and freezing. I said, well, See, it, it, it's never too bad, and it can't be worse. Yes, sir. My granddad said, "My granddad, I never got to meet him, but apparently he used to always say you can always look around and see somebody worse off than you." Oh yeah. So, like somebody said something about 
your feet could hurt, but see, that guy with no shoes. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's a pleasure. It was a pleasure, and if you looked on the back of my carling call, that was, uh, when I designed that car, that's what I put on the back of it. What was on the back of it? Just for the listeners? It's great to be have you as a friend. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's great to have you as a friend, man. I really appreciate uh, I appreciate you coming on and doing this for me, and I, I know people are going to enjoy listening to you, and uh, I, it, it is one of the better, bigger honors of my life that, that we're even friends, and uh, and I, I, I hope we always talk, and, and I hope to really get to come out there and, and see you pretty soon. Next time I get booked in Ohio, I'll definitely let you know. It's usually about once a year, so. Um, well, we'll get her worked out if you can. Once you get your schedule, try to forewarn me just a little. I'm not going to travel as much this year, I don't think. Okay. Uh, I didn't know I was going to stay retired so long and live so long that I spent my money too fast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll uh, we'll make it get together somehow. Or if you can get down this area, it'd be nice because I'll just pick you up to the airport and we'll come to the house. Okay. Or whatever, we'll go accordingly. All right, buddy. Okay, I would love to see him. Now, on this thing, uh, how will you put this on a CD or what? Well, uh, a podcast is, it's kind of hard to explain what a podcast is, but it's basically, um, I'll put on a lot of different, uh, it, I mainly I, I d- upload it to a place called SoundCloud, and uh, I, I can get you a copy of it, uh, no problem, and, and send it to you somehow, I'll figure it out. Um, well, now, what I've got, I, I've got a... Because uh, you don't do Facebook, a CD, right? A CD player in the basement with a big screen. Okay. And if if I could put a CD disc in, in that thing, it would play it right on the screen on the wall. Okay. Well, it'll be, it'll be all audio. Whoops. Somebody's calling me. Never mind. You there, Hank? Sorry about that. Somebody was calling. It threw me for a second. Um, yeah, it'll be all. It'll be all just uh, recorded. It'll be all audio. So uh, I'll figure out a way to to uh, make sure you get it. It won't be for a, a week or two. Oh no, right. Okay. Well, listen. I won't keep you. Somebody trying to get you. So uh, anyway, you take care of yourself and stay well warm. Okay, brother. I'll talk to you soon. I really appreciate you coming on, Hank. All right, everybody. That was Hank Hankison. How badass a name is that, by the way? Uh, not Hankinson, Hankison. Um, that dude's a stud. I can't even tell you. Um, and, and like I said, when I saw him that day, I was like, I just got to talk to him. And uh, I'm glad I did. He's cool as shit. And he almost, uh, you know, I don't really miss drinking at all. But I, I think the only time I think I'll really miss it is when uh, I do finally get to hang out with Hank because I would love to to have a few cocktails with that guy but <laughs> but uh, anyway he's an awesome dude and uh, I think that's about it for this podcast you can't really follow Hank so um, I hope everybody enjoyed that I hope everyone realizes um, 
exactly what those what those uh, men of that generation did for us, and how none of us would be sitting here, and we sure as hell wouldn't be listening to a podcast. Um, at least, probably not, had they not made the sacrifices they did. And and I'm not saying anything negative about soldiers of today, but uh, back then those guys didn't have near the protection you know as far as like military gear and helmets and all that stuff um and thank god that that the soldiers of today do get that advantage but uh those guys back then didn't have that and and uh anyway i just have all the respect in the world for that guy and uh it's really interesting to talk to him and and i hope we can we can stay friends forever so Anyway, I appreciate all you guys listening. Uh, check out TimGatherComedy.com to see what dates got coming up. Um, by the time this one comes out, my next date I think will be Wichita, Kansas at the end of the month. And then I'm going to be in Arizona at the beginning of uh, February. And Anyway, it's all on TimGatherComedy.com. Check out MakingItHappen.com. Help out little Bo Macon. And, uh, thanks always for, as always for listening, and uh, God bless all of you. Thanks, bye.